The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, December 26th. We hope you had a great Christmas as you're listening to us uh, this morning. Just a wash in paper and ribbons. And, you know, Dave, there's always that post-Christmas thing where you've got all the, you got more trash than you have in presents, right? right? Exactly right. Dave Spano is our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. You know, Danny, there's so much that has happened in 2021 and likely going to be a whole lot different in 2022. But let's just start where we are with the Dow Jones, because on Friday the market was closed, but right at the doorstep of 36,000. And, of course, the S&P 500 at over 4,700. So the natural question is, where do we go from here? Right. I mean, many people are anticipating the Santa Claus rally, and that's not even poised to begin until uh, Monday of this coming week. So we'll see what stocks do uh, for the balance of the week and into year end. But generally speaking, you know, we've, we've seen some pivots. We've seen the Fed pivot to a more hawkish stance, which means they'll be less accommodative going forward than they have been, although still adding reserves into the system for several more months, which is a positive. Interest rates still well behaved at 1.5 on the 10-year. And it looks like like corporate earnings season is going to be really good with estimates of a 22% year-over-year increase. And while that's all positive news to some extent, there are certainly folks that think that earnings and the economy could decelerate in 2022, right, because of the Fed pivot, right? There's certainly $30 billion a month that will be tapered or cut back from their purchases. So by, by the time we get to March, that liquidity should end, which will put them in a position to raise rates. That will have an effect on all types of securities. Yeah, and currently the odds makers are saying there's a 50% chance of a rate hike in March, a uh, 62% chance of a rate hike in it by June. So, yes, short-term rates are, are likely to rise primarily because the U.S. economy is on good footing and GDP is growing at a above-trend rate. And if you look at why that is so important, why interest rates are so important, just think about it in three asset classes. Number one, real estate. Of course, when, when interest rates are going up or inflation is going up, real estate is a hedge. And here in this market, of course, supply and demand are determining prices. But more importantly for bonds and stocks, rising interest rates have dramatic effect on their pricing. They can, particularly for higher multiple stocks, because again, they have cash flows that are way out in the future. So when you discount those cash flows back, it has a much more big, much larger effect on the terminal value of a particular company. And so, for example, the FANG stocks are really priced to perfection. Some of the FANG stocks are. I mean, Microsoft, for example, is trading at over 30 times forward earnings. Apple as well. Uh, it would have an effect on them. But I'm talking more, really more about those cloud stocks and artificial intelligence companies that are trading at, you know, 20 times revenue. The FANG, the FANG wannabes. Well, and also in the Russell 2000, you're probably not going to believe this, 832 companies companies in the Russell 2000 do not earn money. Yeah, 40%. I did read that. That's just shocking. Uh, but that is the reason why you just can't buy the index. You have to really look at the fundamentals and the math behind each one of these companies. And then secondarily, the bond market. And that's one of the things we do when we we fill out tactical positions. Like, for example, we're looking at ETFs. So we wouldn't use the Russell 2000 ETF 
uh, for our small cap exposure. We'd probably use the, the S&P 600, which is composed almost entirely of companies in the small cap sphere that actually make money. Yep, for sure. And then lastly, of course, the bond market, as I was mentioning, the fact that when interest rates go up, bonds in general move in inverse direction. And what we've seen in a low interest rate environment is people moved from treasuries to corporates in fixed income. And from defensive stocks to more speculative stocks, and frankly, from bonds to stocks. So all of that could reverse in 2022 if interest rates start to move dramatically. Right. I mean, so then that's called duration, essentially. What is the sensitivity of a fixed income instrument to a rising interest rates? So one of the things that we've done in our in our fixed income portfolios, because we believe the likelihood of a recession in 2022 is very low, is we've looked at other asset classes like bank loans, which actually have a very low duration and a high high yield. Uh, we looked at preferred stocks. Again, another way to play the equity market through my, primarily through financial services companies. And then finally, we've used some short-term bond funds, which offer yields that are well north of what you get in a money market, uh, Have to then take some credit risk. So you don't want to go overboard on credit risk because recessions can come out of nowhere. But generally speaking, the odds are on our side given the current environment. And lastly, the one thing I want to talk about is multiples. And we know that the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 are trading at above trend PEs, and those could contract, and we're cognizant of that. That is the reason why if you have a portfolio and you haven't had a second look at it, now is the time to do it because 2022 is going to look different than 2021. You should know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. And know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee with Annex Wealth Management, one team for investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. That's what we do, and that's probably what you need. One plan, a complete plan built for you and you alone by everybody at the Annex team. And one fee. We are a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. We need to get wealth metric in your hand. That takes everything into account, including the investment, retirement, and tax planning. So we can help answer questions like, how am I doing? Or even, what am I missing? That's the scary stuff. It's as easy as heading to the website, AnnexWealth.com, clicking that Get Started button. We want to put wealth metric in your hands. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday, December 26th. We'll be right back. 92.5 Fox News. We'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean, but we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. Challenges remain. Market volatility, taxes, a pesky virus. It makes you wonder, what's next? Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those issues with you as a fee-only fiduciary with Wealthmetric. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan. If you ask, how am I doing? Or more importantly, what am I missing? Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. We're ready. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Need help? Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Now back to the Annex Wealth Management Show. This is the spot in the show when we do Ask Annex. you got a question for us, you head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. You look for the Ask button. We get back to everybody. Some wind up on the radio. Some remain anonymous. That's fine with us. We like open communication. And the first one is, it came in via text, and it's from Kevin listening earlier. He says, how does the Fed influence employment? And that's a great question. I, I don't know. How. Well, I guess the way the way I think about that is, you know, what the Fed has that dual mandate, as Dave often says, you know, if they maintain price stability and create an environment, an interest rate environment that is conducive to business formation, spending and and, and hiring, then th that's how they do it. Um, it's stability in prices. It's key. That enables businesses to forecast better on keeping interest rates as low as they can without generating inflation is an, another side up, sidebar item that can contribute 
Yeah, so if you know interest rates are low, Danny, of course, companies and individuals will go out and borrow because that creates opportunity. And in this country, as we talked about before, 70% of GDP in this country comes from consumers spending. So lower interest rates spurs that on. What's been great is even though times have been tough, we are still spending. Yeah, we as a country are still spending, and there's no question about that fact. And you can see that in the GDP reports and the retail reports. This one was a text waiting for us when we walked in the studio. And, Dave, this one's for you because I know you're a Springsteen fan. Uh, Bruce Springsteen sold his catalog for $500 million, cashing out or tax planning, question mark. He's just one of the latest, right? Um, Dylan sold his. Uh, I think Stevie Nicks, if Fleetwood Mac, sold half hers. It's big money, but there's there's reason beyond just getting that big check because they certainly don't need it. They might need it. One of the things that you can think about is if that is their business, right? And their business happens to be their intellectual property. But if you own a business and you sell widgets and at some point you want to cash out because of estate planning and tax planning and maybe getting a, a better return somewhere else, that's why people do it. You know, so you, for example, you go, all right, I'm at a certain age. I want to do some estate planning. I want to take that cash now. And maybe after it's done, the after-tax yield that he could get doing something else is there. I don't know. I didn't talk to Bruce this week, the Not boss. This week. But, uh, but, you know, there could be a possibility that's all of those things the same way that a, a business owner would sell their own. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be a music catalog. It could be something you built over the years. No and it's time. It's it time. time. And, you know, obviously this is, this conversation happens in our office every week. We had a referral this week uh, from a friend of mine who is a lawyer, and we did this exact same thing with them. Next up is from Kyle, ready to retire. With housing demand at its peak, I'm thinking of selling and renting instead. Thoughts? I'm 64. When I was 64. Now, you know, by the way, the Beatles sold theirs as well. But, yeah, uh, you know, Kyle, this is what I, I would say to that is the fact that even if you sell that, you're going to have to likely pay taxes if you're not going to roll that over into another property. So whatever the math, do do the math. It's 200000 whatever the number is. Pay some taxes, and then what are you left with? From that, you, have, you still have to go somewhere. You still have to pay rent somewhere. And what is it? going to cost you and when you do the math sometimes and we've done that before and a friend of mine actually asked me this uh, recently once I we added up how much he was going to pay in rent it was far more than what he was going to generate out of what was left out of his house so for him it didn't work the other thing I would add is you know with mortgage rates at these levels and the level of inflation at these levels they're basically giving you money you know in an after and an after inflation basis so to the degree that you can go out and get a 30-year mortgage and have a fairly small down payment you know monthly owning a home is actually more attractive than it has been. Well, so there is the heart issue and there is the head issue, right? Now, of course, some people don't want a mortgage, particularly in this case, Kyle is 64 years old. He may not want to take out a mortgage and a bank may not want to give him a 30-year mortgage either. So there's a lot that goes into it. Okay, next up is Thomas. When planners talk about having a cash fund, is that cash, cash, or something else? No, in our, well, in our case, you know, we think about buckets, and one of the things we like to do is have some amount of money that's liquid that, that can be withdrawn very quickly. And, and of course, we invest it in, in money market funds that yield something, but generally, cash is just a buffer to help control volatility and give us dry power in the end of a market correction where we see opportunities. And so when you look at a portfolio, Derek, whatever, just pick a number, 60, 40, part of the 40 is, is one of those things is fixed income, but part of that is also cash. Right. A small amount. We typically hold roughly 1% cash in our portfolios because just about everything that we hold in our in our portfolios is extremely liquid, could be liquidated in a matter of seconds. So we don't really worry about liquidity needs as much. Having cash gives you the optionality to perhaps pick up things on, at, on distressed prices opportunistically. 
That is Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. If we can help, and I know we can, click the Get Started button. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference in a segment addressing the sandwich generation. Deanne Phillips sees it a lot. Welcome back, Deanne. Hi, Danny. So as Director of Client Learning and Development, you're a CFP, CDFA, a certified divorce financial analyst. You work with a wide variety of clients, and you see it. The sandwich generation can be a tough spot. And we're talking about basically an estimated 9 million sandwich generation caregivers having to care for generations on either side. So you see both. Yeah. So it sounds delicious, but let's define that. What it really means is you've got people usually in their 40s or 50s that are taking care of maybe older parents and sometimes grandparents and either kids or grandkids. So you can have a multi-layer deck sandwich in there, Danny, and you've got people that are trying to juggle their own families and jobs and their own finances and assisting family members. I know you did. You had to go through this. That I is mean, true. You, you've got a teenager and you had an aging mom and an aging aunt. So you we're doing this. That is that is very true and running back and forth and you know there's the juggle of you've got, you've got work and you have to have an understanding workplace. It depends upon your career. A lot of this happens to women tend to be the primary caretakers and it happens at that prime apex of your career as well, usually, unfortunately. You know, you say primary caretakers, but that doesn't mean full-time caregivers, like somebody employed at a care facility. This is running back and forth, oh, getting getting meds, get, talking with, with doctors. The sandwich generation caregivers are balancing full-time as well, and it's got to impact both sides. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. New statistics show that a third of those caregivers live in the same house as their parent, or their parent lives with them, and they need to have backup and help for that parent while they're out either taking care of their own family or working. You know, that's kind of the European way, right? Gen yeah. Generations are under one roof. Sure. And the other thing is, is that people are having children sometimes later in life. That's kind of pushing things down the track. So you've got kids as your parents are definitely getting into that age when they really are starting to fail. That is very true. And failing in maybe a different way. It might not be uh, physically failing, could be mentally. So about 25% of dementia caregivers are also caring for children under the age of 18. Now that's a tough thing. You know, let's translate that into what we do here at Annex and you know, what we see as planners and I see as a CFP all the time where people come and they sit in front of me and say, all right, <laughs> I've lived this or I've seen this. How can I not be a burden on my own children? Mm. And that's a really great question. So how can I save? How can I plan for myself? This is really, Danny, where financial planning is so incredibly valuable. You know, at Annex, we look in terms of wealth management. We talk about and that's really the holistic look at everything. It's all your financial resources your income, social security, pensions. We look at all the outflows, our needs like housing, food, fuel, and our wants, right? Important. Uh, the travel, the fun money, you know, that we want to do, uh, the entertainment that's in retirement. We plug all that into the financial plan, offset it for inflation, and look at projections of where the assets will go in 10, 20, 30 years. But here's the important thing. Then, 
we stress test that financial plan. Mm. So we say, all right, we'd all like to live happily and healthily until we're 91 and then, you know, that go in our sleep, right? But we have to actually layer in some reality here that what if, if you're a couple, one of you or both of you were hit with a long-term care need or a premature death? What does that do to the surviving spouse? How does that... Uh, deal with the finances in the plan. So it's really important to stress test that. Sure, because you can chug along. And in my dad's case, I mean, he went well into his mid-80s. It was just those last couple of years when all of a sudden, and he had planned. He was a client. He had planned. And so we knew that if his care cost X, that could be taken care of. And that was that was huge. It is huge. But, you know, I also want to bring up that the care can run the other way also. So we're, we've been talking about aging parents, but there's an awful lot of millennials that are choosing to go back home Mm. in between school or before their career or in between their career. And that can have and put a burden on people that are just pre-retirement as well. So, uh, and and especially it can stress family finances, but we see even more than the finances, the psychological stress because parents are sometimes afraid to lay down the law with their adult children and say, all right, let's have some expectations. Let's, let's see where they're going to kick in, in terms of chores or sharing financially and responsibly around the home. So what we advocate, whether it's uh, looking down at the sandwich or up at the sandwich, right, are family meetings. Really understand before something, I don't want to say disaster, before a situation strikes, right? Before your hand is really forced and you need to make very quick, very rapid decisions, decisions that you might want a little bit more time to take. Absolutely. So let's talk about parents for a moment. You know, talk to your parents about their assets. Ask them about how they want to live as they age. Maybe they're not comfortable saying how much money they have. That's fine. But they should be able to share with you, have they done their estate plan? You know, who should make the medical and financial decisions for them if they can't handle their own affairs? Are all the legal docs in place before they're needed, that health care, POA, financial power of attorney, the HIPAA agreements, and the wills? And, you know, speaking of HIPAA and health care, those adult children need that, too, because once they're over the age of consent, the uh, health care facilities don't need to contact parents. It takes planning. It takes a pro like Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only fiduciary. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA, and a veteran of a sandwich generation situation. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. In the middle there. Thank you so much for having me, Danny. It's time for us to take a break, but we're going to be right back. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. We'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean, but we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. Challenges remain. Market volatility, taxes, a pesky virus. It makes you wonder, what's next? Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those issues with you as a fee-only fiduciary with Wealthmetric. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan. If you ask, how am I doing? Or more importantly, what am I missing? Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. We're ready. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. It's time to know the difference, and Annex Wealth Management is ready to help with investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary partner. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, December 26th. Hope you had a great holiday. And as we look into 2022, we're hoping for the best in 2022. 
we can help for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. It's as close as AnnexWealth.com. Click on that Get Started button. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer in the studio. Dave Spano is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You're always thinking about terms that came and were part of our lexicon in 2021 that thankfully may not be in 2022. And the big one was the word that Chairman Jay Powell put to bed, and he said he wants to retire. Yeah, the word transitory, they clearly missed the boat on inflation. They're, again, behind the curve, which is why the, they feel the need to potentially hike interest rates in uh, in 2022. And, of course, they didn't forecast a supply chain bottlenecks that came as a result That's of the COVID. other word I want to get into, but oh, go ahead. Yeah, right, that's well, just... But they couldn't have. You know, they were looking for demand-related inflation, not supply-constrained inflation. So, And that's why I think he said transitory. I mean, he didn't mean, I don't think, that aluminum prices would remain at those levels or lumber prices would remain at those levels. But what he missed was the fact the housing price increases and the like, which are now fueling a surge in rental prices and, and wage increases. And, and wage growth, too. And, and and the fact that we have 11 million job openings and 6 million people that are not returned to work since the pandemic. So the great retirement is another one. So we covered a couple of them. We had transitory supply chain bottlenecks and the great resignation. All of those are terms that were introduced to us in 2021. But the supply chain bottlenecks we think when that ceases to be an issue really could be the time that inflation starts to ebb. Uh, but but at a higher rate than what we grew accustomed right. to, right. you know, north of that 2% target the Fed has had for so long. Uh, the other thing that we have to pay a lot of attention to in 2022 is what happens to margins. You know, labor is a big cost component on most corporate balance sheets. And if wages continue to rise and the need for new workers drives wages to rise, that could put pressure on margins. So that's something that you typically look for, uh, you know, in trying to decide whether the stock market is kind of in a, an evaluation problem where the margins start to roll over as leading indicators roll over. And long before this issue that started in March of 2020, we have spent time talking about wage inflation and there's a number that you look at that is happening to us right now. Yeah, right. In the last labor forecast, we saw that um, inflation, wage inflation was running about 45 to 5%, which is roughly in line with what the inflation rate has been doing as well. So people aren't getting uh, wealthier on a real basis. They are getting wealthier on a nominal basis. And any, any kind of reduction in the price of gasoline lumber and et cetera will certainly be a positive thing for consumers. So 2022 what you know what things that we're looking for obviously we hope there is not a fed stumble a fed policy mistake. If you look at the tremendous moves in markets over the last 100 years you can tie that directly to the fed and so we're hoping there's not a fed policy mistake next year. And they have shown a willingness and an ability, it seems, to, to, to thread the needle in the past. At least they certainly threaded the needle on the positive side in 08 and 09, and again during the pandemic. Uh, but again, you know, we don't want to be complacent. We have to look at valuation, relative attractiveness of asset classes and the like in order to make tactical decisions to enhance the risk reward of our portfolio. In talking about risk, you know, there's some things that you can try to model. One of them is politics. We know there's going to be an election in November of next year, which could have a dramatic effect on policy going forward. And the other is one that you cannot predict, and that's called incident risk. And incident risk is a geopolitical concern. And obviously, we know that Russia is at the doorstep of Ukraine. We know that China is looking at Taiwan, and we know that Iran is getting more aggressive. All of these are incident risks that you cannot predict. That is the reason why you need to go through your portfolio, Derek, and any other concerns that you would say as you go through the portfolio that you would worry about in 2022? Well, what I look for is duplication.
allocation. You know, many times fund managers will all load up in the same stock. So if you own those big five names in the S&P 500 this year, you probably performed pretty well, particularly if you're overweight. But if you didn't, you might have had a poor year. That doesn't mean you're a bad manager. It just means that you're just don't, not willing to own 7% of Apple and 6% Microsoft. You probably underperformed if you didn't do that. So I'm looking at a broader list of stocks, less, less overlap, with a with a bias towards smaller capitalization companies. All right, in the last thirty seconds, who's who's the most influential person of twenty twenty one? Is it Elon Musk, Jerry Powell, Joe Biden, or Joe Manchin? I'd say Tom Brady. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. There's no question that we have to look at what's going on going forward. And again, as we end the year, thank you for spending time with us. But know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. Sure. Appreciate you uh, listening, folks, here on 92.5 Fox News for Sunday, December 26th. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, that's what we do. We're not going to send you to different places. Many times your person might say, well, listen, talk to your tax guy about that or talk to your estate plan attorney. That's not the way we work here. It's under one roof. Complete plan. That's one plan part. And the one fee, we're a fee-only fiduciary, zero commissions. Know the difference. It is one team, one plan, one fee. We call it wealth metric, more than a portfolio review. How are you doing? What are you missing? Investment, retirement, and tax planning. Annex Wealth, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Hey, we'll see you in 2022. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.